Welcome to First Line. My name is Aubrey Ann Jackson, and I am a student doctor in my last year of medical school. First Line brings listeners of all backgrounds together to discuss whole body health and wellness through an osteopathic lens. First Line covers tangible ways to improve your health, how to succeed in medical school, and various topics in healthcare, including mental health, all while holistically addressing the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Hello everyone. I think many of you have been waiting for this episode to be recorded for quite some time. I, of course, have had several episodes in the past detailing my journey to medical school. So if you haven't listened to those episodes yet, that's going to be episodes 12, 14, and 17. I recently had two episodes that talked about writing personal statements for residency applications, so current medical students who are applying to residency. However, writing the personal statement for residency is very different from writing the personal statement for medical school, and so I wanted to have a separate episode just talking about the medical school application essay, also known as the medical school personal statement, because There is definitely a lot of room for error in this one. And the Princeton Review has stated that at some schools, the personal statement can account for over 60% of your total admission score. So the score that is used to compare you to other applicants, kind of a standardized way to look at that. So that means at a lot of schools, your personal statement is going to be more important than your grades and your MCAT score. And I know a ton of pre-med students really focus on their grades and their MCAT score, which they absolutely should. But it's a major mistake to look at those and then not look at the personal statement as an equal, if not looking at the personal statement even more than those elements. And I've also said this with the personal statement for residency, your personal statement is something that you have complete control over now. Let's say you're applying this cycle. It's April right now. It's probably too late to take the MCAT. And even if you are taking the MCAT somewhat soon for this cycle, there's not that much you can do as far as putting in the studying time. Your score is going to be your score. However, your personal statement, you almost have unlimited time to work on it. You can work on it as many hours as you need to, and you can get it perfect. You really, really can. So it's not something that you should just try to get the average personal statement to check it off your list of application materials because you're going to be compared to thousands of other applicants. You want to stick out. And your MCAT score and your grades, everyone's going to have amazing scores, amazing grades. And if you also have amazing grades and amazing scores, that's great. But you're being compared to those people that have the same things. So you want the personal statement to give you that edge. And if you are lacking in one of those areas, like maybe you had a lower science GPA like I did, then the personal statement you really need to to help you rise above the rest. 
And same thing goes for an MCAT score. If you have a low MCAT score, then a personal statement can kind of make up for it by showing more of your subjective qualities. And especially if you're applying to osteopathic medical schools, they tend to look at applications a little bit more holistically. And so they're definitely going to look a lot about the subjective qualities of your application, which includes the personal statement. I have said this before on multiple episodes, but I'll say it again just in case you're a new listener. I only applied to osteopathic medical schools. However, There is a lot of similarity, even if you're only applying to allopathic schools. And certainly, I can touch on the differences between if you are applying to both. And my perspective with this, and you might hear different things, but my perspective is that you should have a separate personal statement for the MD schools you're applying to and the DO schools you're applying to. And I'll explain why later. But That is just to say that I do have that unique perspective of getting into osteopathic medical schools successfully and knowing what they are looking for. And what osteopathic medical schools are looking for is the same as allopathic schools, but they're also looking for that connection with osteopathic philosophy. So that's really the only difference. So I feel like I can really speak to both types of schools, whether applying to one, the other, or maybe both like a lot of applicants do. So you may also be wondering like why why should you listen to me so I am a current fourth year medical student about to graduate next month and that means I recently applied to medical school myself I started medical school in 2019 I was at a fairly traditional four-year medical school without any gaps um so that means I was applying the summer of 2018 for matriculation in 2019. I applied to a really low number of schools and got interviews about at about half of them. Like I said, I had a low science GPA and a competitive MCAT score. And I really do credit my personal statement for getting a lot of my interviews. Of course, my MCAT certainly helped, but I think the personal statement really helped me to stick out. I also got acceptances at every word that I interviewed, which I guess speaks a little bit more to my interview skills, but also, you know, that total admission score is important there too, because they are not going to offer first round acceptances to all of the students they interview with. Probably just their top choices and then the rest get waitlisted. So I wasn't waitlisted at any of these. I was accepted everywhere I interviewed. And since I've been a medical student, I've served on panels for pre-med students. I've served as a pre-med mentor and I've helped a lot of students uh, through this process. Of course, there's a lot of a lot of advice out there but not a lot of it comes from current medical students. So I hope to provide that kind of unique perspective as someone who's gone through the process and has seen what works with a personal statement. So before I go into specific tips that I have for the personal statement, I just want to provide an overview of 
the upcoming cycle. Um, so this applies to people that are applying in 2023 for matriculation in 2024. If you're listening to this and you're applying sometime later, a lot of these dates are going to be similar. For ACOMAS, that is the DO application service, if they open their applications on May 4th. And then June 5th is when schools can start to pull those applications. So you definitely want to get everything in by June 5th. For MCAS, so this is for the MD schools, the allopathic schools, the application opens on May 2nd. And you can start submitting it, so you really can only work on it. You can start submitting May 30th. And then schools receive it on June 30th, so you definitely want to get it in before June 30th. Most schools are going to have rolling deadlines, which means, yeah, you can choose to add schools later on, later on in the cycle to apply to, but that means that there's hundreds or thousands of other students who already got their application in and the school's already reviewing those applications, so you're going to be towards the bottom of their review process. So you might not get interviews as early, you won't get offers as early, and they may fill up their class before they even get to you. So you want to be early. So how does that look like when it comes to planning out what you're doing each month? So this month is April, and you might be listening to this episode any other month of the year, but I'm kind of speaking April forward in this cycle. And You can, if you are listening to this, uh, if you're applying to a later cycle or you're listening to this, you know, in March, February, you can start getting things together. Like what I'm describing, you can always start earlier. But April, April is an excellent time to write your personal statement. And I'm going to talk more about this later. You also can start to think about what you want to include in your work and activity section on your application. So really reflect on what is going to support your application, uh, what is just going to add fluff, and work on how you're going to describe those experiences, focusing on the significance on the experiences instead of what you actually do day to day. So moving forward to May, May is the month for really finalizing that personal statement. So this is when you definitely want to get multiple rounds of editing and proofreading by someone you trust if you haven't already. You can certainly start that in April or even earlier if you can. And so what do I mean by uh, someone you trust? So that's definitely going to be a mentor, preferably a mentor who's a current medical student and a medical student who is writing savvy. But if you don't have someone like that in your life, I highly recommend paying for professional editing. It is something that is completely worth the investment. Certainly do your homework on before picking someone. I personally do offer a very affordable service. Uh, You can get more info about this in the episode description. I've been a professional writer. I also have experience editing personal statements. During May, you'll also want to work on getting letters of recommendations in and getting a copy of your transcript. Really just getting all of those items together for your application so you're not waiting 
until the last minute for some of these checklist items. In May, you also want to finalize the list of schools that you'll be applying to. And then you really do want to, for ACOMS, you want to probably submit during May. For MCAS, the applications at the earliest can be submitted May 30th. So you're looking at the end of May or the beginning of June to submit these applications. And once you do submit them, you can immediately start working on drafting your secondary essays. So for these, you can look up prompts from past years for each of the schools you're applying to. And you can look these up on sites like Student Doctor Network and Reddit as well. And then comes June. So June is finalizing everything and submitting everything if you haven't already. And if you worked really hard during May, there shouldn't be much left to do at all. So that means that June, for the most part, is going to be time to prepare for those secondary essays. July is really the month of writing secondary essays and actually receiving those those requests to actually submit them. So you want to really submit them as early as possible, definitely within a week, regardless of whatever due date you're given, because often those are also rolling. So schools are going to, as soon as they get your secondaries, they're going to start looking at your application in more detail. And during July, you can also start preparing for interviews by doing some mock interview sessions. Then starting in August, and this really goes on until as late as April of the next year, that is the time frame for interviews. And you can start getting acceptances around October. So it's a pretty long process. Okay, so tips for the personal statement. So so looking at an overview of this, the statement should truly answer the question of why you want to be a physician, of course, right? And it's your job to back this up with your experience and your personal qualities and to weave that in a way to tell your unique story. And it should really read like a story. And yes, it should be unique. If someone else could have easily written the same statement, it means it's not personal enough and you won't stand out. Make the statement read in a way that makes you seem interesting and makes the school want to interview you. Make them want to ask questions and learn more about you. So when you're in the brainstorm process, be cautious about reading samples online. Your essay should be very unique to you and shouldn't sound like anyone else's. And also, the samples that I found online with a quick search were very low quality and not anything you should aspire to be like anyway. You have way better luck brainstorming with a mentor than looking online for inspiration. And that's why part of the the personalized service that I offer also has an option of adding a brainstorming session because I know some students have no idea where to start. So having a 30-minute Zoom with someone who's been in your shoes before is super helpful. So when you're first sitting down to draft your statement, I would recommend just to start writing. You'll have a chance to go back and comb through what you have later. So try to use stream of consciousness writing. 
because this is great for brainstorming. And it's brainstorming in the way that you can eventually get to better ideas as you keep writing. Maybe even after writing a page that you'll never use, as long as you get to something that you can use, then it's completely worth the time. And if you're more of an external verbal processor, it might help to brainstorm with someone like I mentioned. And if you're completely stuck, the brainstorming is even more valuable because the person that you're working with can help to draw ideas out of you and give advice on what direction to go with. So pick who you brainstorm with wisely. It may help to brainstorm with someone who truly knows you, but it's also very helpful to brainstorm with a professional writer or a current medical student, preferably someone who's both. So you can think of the personal statement as persuasive writing because you are in a way trying to convince a school to invite you to an interview. But don't think that you need to have a three-pronged thesis or that you need to stick to a five-paragraph format. The essay should be in whatever format makes the most sense and flows together. Don't try to fit it into a cookie-cutter format if it's not going to serve you. It really helps, though, if you have, you know, a starting paragraph and then a last paragraph that kind of relate to each other. In the last paragraph, you want to allude a little bit to your first paragraph to tie it all together. And with this, you don't want to make sudden jumps between paragraphs. Make sure everything flows together and that you're using transitions. Aim for your writing to show that you are thoughtful and insightful. You don't want to come across as overconfident or self-deprecating. You don't want to be either end of the spectrum. You want to not just tell your experiences and tell your qualities. You want to show your qualities through your experiences and also add in some reflection on those and focusing on the significance of what those experiences and what those qualities mean for you and how it's going to relate to you becoming a physician. Let me know that you like First Line. If you are listening on Spotify, tap the star to rate the show. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, scroll down and tap to rate or write a review. Thank you so much for your support. Okay, so speaking about allopathic and osteopathic applications, you're going to need to have a separate statement if you're applying to MD and DO schools. You may be filtered out from DO schools if you don't address your interest in osteopathic medicine specifically. The reason for this is that DO schools are still used to being the backup for some students, so they want to know that you actually want to go there. When I was applying, I knew I wanted to do osteopathic medicine, so I didn't need to worry about this. But of course, many of you are are going to be applying to both types of schools. That's pretty common. And maybe DO is actually your backup, but don't let them think that. And if you can't think of anything to write for that interest in osteopathic medicine, then you really shouldn't be applying to DO DO schools at all. You're not going to be happy there, so it's better for you to not be accepted anywhere than be accepted somewhere that you feel stuck at. 
So some topics to think about could include an experience that changed your outlook on medicine or convinced you that medicine was the right path, whether that was a personal experience or a clinical experience. You could also write about how a mentor you have has influenced you to pursue medicine. You could focus on unique obstacles you've faced and what you learned from them. You could reflect on another interest completely outside of medicine that beneath the surface heavily relates to your desire to pursue medicine. That was a, a theme that, that I used in my statement. But whatever type of theme you choose, don't feel like you need to tell your entire life story or that you need to tell your story in chronological order. It's better to include things and then group things based off of meaning and significance instead of chronological order. Great personal statements will likely include a few of these elements, maybe mentioning an interest outside of medicine, mentioning a mentor, mentioning a significant experience that you've had. So it really depends on how concise you can be with telling these stories and also how relevant they are to each other and just a major no-no please don't say you want to help people and that you've always loved science that is everyone who is applying to medical school you can still share this in a different way by showing it instead of telling so using those experiences focusing on those experiences of helping people and what that meant to you and focusing on that love of science but without actually having a sentence that says I want to be a physician because I want to help people and I love science. Also if you want to describe a patient you've worked with in your clinical experience who helped inspire you make sure to keep this as short as possible. I'm talking two sentences max. The point of including this anecdote is to show how it relates to your interest in medicine not to give a case report of a patient. I know a lot of applicants choose to use a quote in their statement. And a quote, when it's correctly placed, can be very helpful with providing an overarching theme to your personal statement to kind of frame everything. I used a quote in mine when I was applying in the last paragraph. Just make sure that you are using a short quote. You can trim it if you need to. I'm talking less than a line. And this is so that it doesn't take up too much of your precious 5,300 characters that you have allotted. You want to use more of your own words instead of other people's words. If you are using a quote kind of out of context and just putting it in without framing it, then it's better not to use it at all. You may also have to address a red flag in your application. Make sure if you are doing this to take responsibility for whatever mistake you made and focus on how you grew from it instead. Make it into a positive. Overall, don't make your statement into a sob story or an over-the-top description of a heroic action you took. These personal statements get tossed and unfortunately, those are the type of samples that I often see online, which is why this mistake keeps getting repeated and repeated each year, is that medical school applicants feel like they need this type of story, whether it's really sad or really, really surprising. They feel like they need to, to have this kind of emotional depth to it. But 
to be honest with you, that is not creative at all. You can do a ton better than that. And often those stories don't really show too much about who you are and what type of physician you're going to be anyway. So make sure that when you are recounting events that they're accurate, they're informative, and they're insightful and have more focus on the reflection instead of being over-exaggerated and appear as if you're trying to impress someone. So don't be content with an average personal statement. Your essay is among thousands that each school is reading through. They may only choose to read the first paragraph or even the first sentence or two as part of a screening process. So it's so important to make sure every word is chosen carefully, especially that in that first paragraph. This is also why the editing process is so crucial. Don't make the mistake of proofreading yourself when you could have invested in a professional or asked a mentor to take a look because that could make your statement that much better that gives you a real chance of getting an interview. Word choice matters, grammar matters, spelling matters, style matters, tone matters. If you have obvious mistakes in your writing, a school is going to think that you're not detail-oriented, you're not going to make a good medical student, and you're not going to make a good physician. You'll also want that first sentence in particular to stand out. If they have thousands of applications to sort through and your first sentence is crap, they're going to skip your statement. They can afford to. Also, when you're writing, it helps to step away for a day or two between writing sessions. When you return back to your draft, you may have a whole new perspective that's super helpful. Also, if you're able to embrace the boring parts of your day, like when you zone out from time to time, the more downtime there is, the more time your brain can wander and come up with really creative ideas. So running outside without listening to anything is a wonderful way to do this. It's what I prefer to do. You can also fold some laundry without watching TV at the same time. So I hope that this was helpful um, if you are a pre-med student either going through this process now or doing it in a few years. It really is never too early to start working on your personal statement. I started about a year before applications were due, kind of think brainstorming and, and thinking about diff- different things I could write about. And that took away a lot of the stress. And I also made sure that I had a lot of people reviewing my statement. Even though I was a professional writer, there was still a need to get multiple other pairs of eyes to look it over to provide a little bit more of a different perspective. I do have a personalized service. I would love to help you out with writing your personal statement, whether you are trying to finish up your final draft before applications this season or whether you're applying two years from now and you want someone to brainstorm with. Whatever stage you're at, I'm really excited to help you out. I love helping pre-med students um, because I know that I was in your shoes just a few years ago and I understand how stressful it can be, how overwhelming it can be, and how alone you, you sometimes feel. So, 
please check out the episode description for some helpful links to get more information about that. I'm really looking forward to helping you um, be successful on this med school application journey. You can follow Firstline on Instagram at Firstline Podcast or on Facebook, facebook.com slash Firstline Podcast. Stay tuned for a new episode every Monday.